0: Brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based healthcare. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams.
2: And welcome to the show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. T.J., and with me as always is Aaron. Hi. Today on the show, we are going to talk about all things other than thyroid. <laughs> I don't really know how to put it any other way. Um,
3: we're, we're not going to talk we're, about thyroid. We are,
2: but but we're talking about it in a in a roundabout sense. So, uh, as you know, a lot of people, and I'm sure some of you, uh, or most of all of you out there, know someone that has some sort of thyroid condition, whether it's you know autoimmune thyroid, just low low functioning thyroid, and or they suspect they have a thyroid issue. But today we're going to talk about why it may not just be the thyroid. There are other other things that are involved, um, like the adrenal glands and sex hormones, and and things along those lines.
3: I, yeah. Well, go ahead. and no, I just wanted to say one of the reasons we wanted to do a show on this. way I mean, we've done multiple shows on the thyroid, so of course we're not going to discuss the thyroid, as TJ said, but um, we. Get a lot of people that come in, and they're like, "Well, thyroid's already being handled by my doctor. I already know, you know, that that's an issue. Um, This is what I'm doing. If you want to change the treatment, that's fine. But, um, you know, someone has already handled that, and that is usually (laughs) not the case. So,
2: yeah, Um, there 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 are multiple problems with that. People that come in with that thought or belief, um, the The very next question I ask them is, okay, well, what is your dose of of your medication? And because a lot of times when people fill out their paperwork, they'll put that they're taking, you know, a medication, and, but they don't put necessarily the dose down because either A, it's not beside them when they're doing it or they, j- they just don't know. And so... I don't know. If I if I know the answer, I ask them, so are you currently taking this dose? And they'll say yes or no. But a lot of times they have no idea what their dose is. And then when they, or they if they do, they're taking a dose that is ridiculously high, or they're taking a dose that is way too low, or like I had here not very long ago, they're, on their own have decided to take one and a half pills a day without any testing, without anyone telling them that they needed to take more. They just thought they would, you know, they weren't feeling good enough and they wanted to maybe try something, so they took it upon themselves to to break one of their pills in half and take take a an extra half dose. And they've been doing that now for quite some time. Like that is Problematic um, for for many reasons, Um, but you know, ultimately, the the medications that they're that they're given are you know probably not the not the greatest form, or maybe not even what's actually needed. I mean, we've talked on this show before when discussing thyroid. That you know the vast majority of thyroid condition is actually autoimmune thyroid. Um, upwards of ninety percent of of low functioning thyroid is actually autoimmune thyroid, which comes with it a whole different set of ways to to treat that than just giving thyroid medication. And so, just to to say you know oh well that's being handled. Okay, yep, someone is treating it, but they're doing a poor job at it. And the fact that you haven't retested it in forever, that you haven't changed your dosage in forever. I we have lots of people that come to us that are that have been on the same exact de- dose for 20 years. Like so you're you're older, you you know, potentially weigh more, you weigh less. I guarantee you don't weigh exactly the same that you weighed that many years ago. And, and you're you're actually saying that everything is, is fine. Well, how is it then that I can help? And then we start getting all these signs and symptoms of all these other problems that are going on.
3: They don't connect it to the thyroid um, and certainly not to the medication. Um, but even if they, you know, like, well, I mean, I guess especially if they've been on it for a long time, has it been retested? I mean, have they, you know, are they keeping up on where their levels are now? Um it's just, I think a lot of times people get put on a medication and like, okay, well, that problem's handled. So if I have symptoms, it must be caused by something
2: else. Right. So let's let's do our best to divert back to what we were going to talk about at the beginning as we were talking about before the show started that, you know, we, we really want to touch on some of the things other than the thyroid that can that can be causing problems but things that are all kind of intimately linked.
3: And if I, the the point again is if someone is just been put on a medication for a thyroid issue and other things haven't been looked at, something's almost, you know, positively going to be missed.
2: Correct. But the other thing too is even people that that come in that you know, have suspected the thyroid, and then they went and, and you know, their doctor checked it, and they, they're like, no, it's not, your thyroid's fine. But they didn't, they didn't tell them what their numbers were. They have no idea what their tests were. They just, all they know is that their doctor ordered some sort of blood lab. They donate, they gave their blood, and then uh, someone from the doctor's office called them back and said, everything's fine. Well, then they're coming to us looking for another potential answer. And they'll come in saying things like, well, I, I think, you know, my, my symptoms all line up with adrenal fatigue. And I, I, that's a tough one for me because while the term adrenal fatigue is a great explanation and it, it, the defining those words makes sense, it's really not what's going on in the body, but it's an easy way to explain it. Right. Does that make sense to you? Like, it's it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, your adrenals are shot or your adrenals aren't functioning well. But that's really not what's going on because your adrenals are making hormones that are vital for you to be alive every single day.
3: Yeah. I, I actually like the term adrenal fatigue because I think for, you know, it's in layman's terms, it's descriptive. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of practitioners are not a fan because it's not accurate right is that a
2: good way to put it yeah that that's a good way to put it and and I will go I kind of go back and forth I will use the term adrenal fatigue even though I know it's not completely correct but I just try to explain hey you know this isn't exactly right what we're saying but it's a it's a good explanation and but people that are, what you know what are what are people complaining of when they when they have adrenal fatigue they're tired they don't sleep well they are usually awake You know, late. They're more
3: awake at night. than they have more energy at night than they do in the morning.
2: They're they're tapped out by mid morning or by early afternoon. They're ready to take a nap. Sometimes they do take a nap. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. Um, but we have to we have to take this a step further and say, okay, well, but what's actually going on here? What are what are other things that we can be doing that are driving driving this problem right
3: no I think that that's true and I think a lot of times also we get into uh, people saying this is just getting older you know this is just part of getting older that I am more tired during the day but then when you start talking to them they actually have energy at night they can't fall asleep they have so much energy at night
2: and and if they do fall asleep they wake up two or three times during the night it's terrible sleep um, and, and then they wake up in the morning, not feeling rested and they're, they're just searching for, for anything.
3: Or we also get people who say, I think maybe my thyroid medication is too high because it's keeping me up at night.
2: That is a very good one. And is that possible? Yes, of course it is. Um, is it likely not really.
3: Not if you're taking it in the morning.
2: Not if you're taking it in the morning, not if you're taking it when you're supposed to. Some people are unknowingly are taking it at night, and then we're like, those are the simple ones. And they're yeah. like, well, <laughs> no one ever told me I needed it. They told me I needed to take it on an empty stomach. They didn't tell me I needed to take it in the morning. I'm like, okay, well, just take it in the morning and see if that helps. <laughs> see
3: if that'll, yeah.
2: And when when the problem is solved... Yay, us. That was a quick (laughs) and easy fix. But that's that's not reality of of the vast majority of people that come in that are are having these issues.
3: Okay, so somebody comes in and says, I have a thyroid issue, but it's being managed. What do you do?
2: I I start asking them, well, what what labs have been looked at with your thyroid? Do you know what's TSH. actually been tested? <laughs> yeah, and that that's when I start explaining, well, there there are more pieces to the puzzle to actually figure out what's going on. And I go through my whole explanation that TSH is a brain hormone. It's not actually thyroid hormone. We need the T3s and T4s. And then we need the antibodies just to verify that we're not dealing with some sort of autoimmune condition um, or autoimmune thyroid uh, but we also need to know like are you able to convert active or into active thyroid hormone from the inactive form are you is your body able to do this because there are various things that can be going on that are inhibiting your body from being able to convert the thyroid hormone there are times that we see plenty of the inactive form but very little active form well why are we having a conversion problem what's what's missing from that person that we that we need to help them convert into an active form of thyroid. Does that answer your question? Yeah. So they're just... We find that with with a lot of these people, there are, we start asking a lot more questions, and they many times feel like, wait, how come nobody asked me that before? Wait, how come... Why are you asking me that? What, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? And it's just a you know standard line of questioning. Well,
3: and and, and some, sometimes that's comforting. And other times they are like, okay, well, this is the one thing I thought, okay, well, I'm good on thyroid. Right. <laughs> I know I've got that under control. And then they learn, okay, well, uh-oh.
2: Yeah. That. <laughs> uh-oh. That, that's exactly it. It's the uh-ohs. Like, well, well, then they start to question what else is being missed. Right. And that's when we start talking about, you know, this whole hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, um, thyroid, yeah. gonad axis. And when we start talking about that whole thing, then they start realizing, wait, there are way more questions that I have now. What, what else do I need to look at? What else could be the problem? You mean this may have never been my thyroid? That's the question I get. Um, maybe it, it's possible. We'll get into that when we come back from this break. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the
1: Institute of Natural Health. put Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: On today's show, we're talking about thyroid and all other things associated with thyroid. We're trying not to talk about the thyroid, or we we initially started to not try to talk about the thyroid, but now we're talking a lot about the thyroid. So yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty much
3: all of it about that. Yeah, it's it's just convoluted.
2: <laughs> it's a disaster. Um, but anyway, so before the break, we we we're talking about how we were going to come back and we we're going to talk about the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal um, thyroid gonad axis, and one of the things that i that i hear from from our clients uh, is that when they come to us and we mentioned this earlier thinking that they have adrenal fatigue because they've had their thyroid tested and their doctor told them no your thyroid's fine okay they probably didn't test all of their thyroid, but they've moved on to this other thing, and they've found out about adrenal fatigue and the HPA axis, and that's the hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal axis. And so the hypothalamus is in your brain. The pituitary is a little gland um, inside your skull hanging off the brain. Um, that has That's what releases all these releasing hormones uh, or stimulating hormones and things. Um, and then the adrenal glands. And so they, they think, they, they, they start to do all this research and they realize, okay, well, all of these symptoms that I'm having, this fatigue, this inability to, to have good sleep, um, being awake, wired and tired at night, they, they start, you know, associating, okay, well, that's adrenal fatigue, adrenal fatigue, adrenal fatigue. And there's a lot of people out there that, that talk a lot about um, adrenals and how important they are and, and, and so on and so forth. But then those same people have forgotten to add in that there are two other th- things that matter here, and that's the thyroid and the gonads, either testicles or, or ovaries. You, you have to be making thyroid hormone, converting thyroid hormone, and then utilizing thyroid hormone properly, as well as making sex hormones. These things have to be all in order for this entire axis to be working properly. The whole thing from top to bottom has to be working. We can't we can't just say, oh, there's this one little thing that's not ideal because if your thyroid is not functioning properly, you're adrenal glands are not going to be functioning properly your you know sex hormones are going to be off your brain your hypothalamus is going to be reading poor information your pituitary is going to be trying to compensate for you know the information that it's receiving from the hypothalamus and then you're going to get flooded with all these extra hormones that are really just trying to drive things and Ultimately, your body starts to get confused, you start to get confused, you start to break down, you start to have problems, and then we start looking for that one thing that's causing all of our issues, when in reality, it's multiple things. Did I lose everyone?
3: No. No, I think that makes sense.
2: Okay. So, the easiest way to to help someone that's, that's dealing with this is to start saying, okay, well let's test what these levels are. Let, like, We can actually find out what your cortisol levels are. We can look at what your cortisone levels are. We can look at you know, some, some metabolites and see how you're processing these things through. We can look at sex hormones. We can look at metabolites of sex hormones. We can look at how these things are processing through so we can actually figure out where the weak link is or where the weak links are, where the breakdowns are, and then we can start to address those with you know whatever is needed.
3: So does that mean that the thyroid is not an issue, or the thyroid is the thyroid problem is a result of something else?
2: So th- this comes back to a chicken or the egg question. Um, if we're just talking about low functioning thyroid, it's it, it could be that the thyroid has a problem, right? We could have you know thyroid nodules. We could have different things going on in the thyroid but we could also have a you know gut liver issue and we're not able to convert thyroid hormone and so now we're taking it completely a different direction as you know what could be going on you know your your thyroid everyone thinks that your thyroid does you know controls everything in your body controls your metabolism well that's not entirely true cuz the thyroid Only does what the pituitary gland tells it to do. And then the hormones are only able to act if we can convert them into active forms. And so your your brain, your pituitary gland can be screaming at your thyroid to function. That would mean that your TSH is really high. The higher TSH is, the more it's screaming at your thyroid to function your thyroid can be making adequate levels of T4, but your body is unable to convert T4 into T3. So the T3 that's going through your system goes back up into your hypothalamus, your brain, and it's reading, hey, we don't have enough T3. So it tells the pituitary gland, hey, you need to tell that thyroid to work harder. It's not producing enough stuff. Well, then TSH goes up. It's screaming even louder at the thyroid to function. And ultimately, this is because we're not able to convert thyroid hormone the way that we're supposed to. So, the medication could actually make it worse. That medication could absolutely make it worse. And it's something well, that's that,
3: terrifying. It's
2: something that we deal with because we will start to help people heal their bodies. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, I, my heart's racing. I'm anxious. I have, you know, I've, I've had these, this feeling of anxiety. Like, okay, whoa, we need to recheck. Let's see what your values, what your levels are. We may need to adjust things.
3: So, I mean, this just kind of blows my mind because how many people are out there dealing with anxiety and how many people are out there that have an you know a conventional ob managing
2: their thyroid right tons that have never found out whether or not they have autoimmunity and and the other another thing that is not really talked about is okay so they don't have autoimmune thyroid now are but, they on the
3: road, too? But,
2: but they have positive ANA, so yeah. they have other autoimmunity somewhere. And then when you look at their their thyroid antibodies, thyroid peroxidase antibodies, depending on the lab, the labs score them differently, but depending on the lab, we utilize Quest a lot. If, the, if thyroid peroxidase levels are less than nine, that's not a positive. It's got to be nine or greater to be positive. What if their thyroid peroxidase antibodies are eight? they're making the antibodies to their to this to this whole process they're literally on the verge of a diagnosis of autoimmune thyroid um, uh, but yet they're already doing it so I, I, i'm in the camp that you really shouldn't be making any antibodies if you are you've already started down the road yeah like what do we have to do to turn you around and get you Get you back,
3: but a lot of times people aren't tested for that. No, right?
2: no, not at all. I mean, we we ran tests on on someone here not too awful long ago. Um, she has some very very serious health conditions going on, and came to us saying, "Can you please help me?" And we're like, "Okay, well, what all has been looked at?" She brought us lab work. We're like, "Okay, well, no one's actually looked at your thyroid." Um, based on blood labs, her thyroid was. Completely non-functioning. Her TSH was, you know, a hundred. It um, wasn't quite a hundred, but it was close. Her T4s and T3s were were all low, medically low, and her thyroglobulin antibodies and thyroid peroxidase antibodies were greater than 900. Like this is just complete dysfunction of the thyroid. We we prescribed some thyroid medication. It took a handful of days, and this woman looked like a completely different person. Her skin color changed and she looked at me and she's like, "TJ, thank you guys so much. I I feel like a new person." And she's still extremely sick wow, and and yeah. recovering. But that's all it took was just someone to say, "Hey, we've we've got a we've got to look at, at all this other stuff." It it was not it was not a hard thing. If anyone had even checked a the TSH, they would have at least started on something. Right. They didn't even bother yeah, that's frustrating. Right? So, you know, there's there's just so many different things and there's so many caveats to this of, yeah, you, you you think it's your thyroid or you think it's your adrenals, and but there's so many other things at play.
3: Well, and I think, you know, of what I just keep thinking is, as you're describing this, is this is such, you know, a good example of why... Um, functional medicine is important and why going to a practitioner who has been doing this for a while, who knows what they're doing is important because they have to understand how all these pieces. I feel like I have done so much research and I've learned so much about the thyroid, but I always learn when we talk <laughs> things that I'm like, oh yeah, and thought about that, or, you know, putting these pieces together. And that's, I'm sure, you know, why we have so many people are struggling with these kind of issues? Because you have to understand the whole thing in order to make sure that someone is as you know treated as well as possible.
2: And, and you have to stay up on this stuff. I mean, I'm constantly learning. I mean, the 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 all the nurse nurse practitioners and providers in our office like it's nothing for me to get an email from Nick at. 1130 at night on some research article that he came across that just came out that is, you know, well, luckily we have
3: enough people who are, you know, really invested in this. And
2: we're, we're completely invested in in your health. And so we're constantly trying to learn. And as more and more information comes out, like we have to also remember all the stuff that got us here. And sometimes what we have to do is we have to go back to the basics and say, okay what's 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 really going on here? what else is broken? It's not just one thing. We got to take another break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, thyroid, and gonad axis. You're listening to Wellness 101.
1: If your day sounds like we need to report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more
0: rooms, two more.
1: You deserve this ice cold reward. Madela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: And welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, So at the break, Erin, Erin brought up a a couple of things um, that she had been reading recently, talking about how the thyroid and the adrenal glands kind of go together, and how I had mentioned earlier—we we had had both mentioned um, actually—how this whole concept of adrenal fatigue it's a it's a great explanation but some people some people like it and use it and 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 explain a lot of stuff that way and then there's other people like me i, I know that it's not completely correct so i i don't like using it unless we just unless i just absolutely have to sometimes people are are so They've done so much reading on it. It's just easier to say, okay, let's go along with this. And then we just add to and help complement the stuff that they know um, with regard to adrenals. And and a lot of times I, I will start with asking them a question like, okay, Aaron, what is it that you think that adrenals need to function properly?
3: I don't know, doctor. That's why I'm in your office. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dang. Uh I, I, we need a we need some sound effects. We need a rim shot right there. Um, a lot of times that means okay. The answer given <laughs> back to me the vast majority of the time is, well, I've heard that that adaptogens can be beneficial and 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 things like magnesium. I'm like, yes, that is that is right. But let's take it a step further than just magnesium. Most most adrenal issues, and and the ability to make our adrenal hormones actually rely on a lot more minerals than just magnesium. Although most people are deficient
3: in magnesium, right? I mean, that's a big one.
2: Yeah, but they're also not getting enough potassium and their calcium is not right. They're, you know, phosphorus is off. They don't have any selenium. I mean, there's so many other things that I'm like, yeah, you're right. You probably do need some magnesium and you may need a little extra magnesium. But in general... I just start giving people minerals, just a mineral complex. Give them minerals right out of the gate. And then the other per- answer that, that I, I hear a lot is is adaptogens. And the for those of you who don't know, adaptogens are herbs that are beneficial for adrenal gland function. Um they help us adapt to the stress that's going on. One of the most famous ones out there uh, in the adaptogen world is ashwagandha. I, I'm not a huge fan of ashwagandha. I, it works. Um, I actually prefer rhodiola. Um, I think rhodiola is is a better a better one. But if you're using ashwagandha, by by all means, knock yourself out. I'm I'm not so going to get mad about it.
3: Is that something that will? Is that a short term thing, or is that something you can take long term to help with that? Like. So, it, and can't herbs react with different things?
2: Herbs can react with different things. Um, we know very little about herb medication interaction. We know some, but we don't know, you know, as much as we know about like drug drug interaction.
3: We know and, we don't really, you know, not everybody follows that. Yeah. We all the time get patients in and we're just like, yeah, you can't take these two medications R- together. Right. <laughs> but, but the information's out there.
2: But. Yes, ultimately the 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 answer that I fall the the side of the fence that I fall on is yeah these adaptogens are short term solutions they they are n- not meant to be taken every single day for the rest of your life it's it's just like everything else it's short term it's a crutch it's to get you through let's figure out what things you are missing or what things your body needs or what they, what you have that you shouldn't have or what things that are missing that you that your body needs. And the vast majority of time, that's minerals. We, we minerals are hard to to get. They're not in our food supply very, very readily. They're not like they were you know hundred years ago, 200 years ago when the soil was much healthier. They they're just not present. and they're also extremely hard to, digest and then absorb and then utilize. So
3: even if someone's taking a supplement, first of all, is it a high quality supplement? Second of all, is their body in a, you know functioning well enough to actually be able to use it?
2: To use it. And that's the that's the key is is utilization. I, I tell people you don't get credit for, for what you consume. You don't get credit for what you absorb. You only get credit for what you're able to utilize. And People don't, that, that, I think that concept, once I say it, they're like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, it, it's, it's no different than, than, than cars with, you know, engines. Engines are efficient, but yet they're inefficient. If you used a hundred percent of the gasoline that you put into your car, you would go further. You we're just not efficient. The The harder you, you know, push on that accelerator, the faster you drive, the less your gas mileage is. The same is true with people. The harder you run, the more stress that you put on your body, the faster you run through the nutrients that you consume, the more that you're actually going to need. The concept is the same from from one to another. And so, yeah, I think to go back and answer that question, I think that the adaptogens are a short-term, short-term thing. In the grand scheme of things, I don't like people who have to be on them constantly. I have to start saying, okay, well, how do we how do we work on that stress that your body is under? How do we, you know, do this, that, or the other? Well,
3: and I think that's a really good point because one of the huge uh, factors with adrenal fatigue is stress, right?
2: Well, <laughs> yes. Now let's take that uh, let's take that another step further. So the vast majority of people, when you ask them, you know, what is your what is your biggest stress? In life, I ask that question on my initial consult. It's the question I close with every single time. What's the biggest stressor in your life? And I get all different kinds of answers. I get, you know, wide ranging things from um, my job to finances to my spouse to my kids. Those are the big four. Those are the same four that get answered every single time. Occasionally, I hear, well, it's my health. That's why I'm here. You'd be amazed at the number of times people are in my office, sick as can be, and their biggest stressor is not their health. It's other things. Okay, I lovingly refer to all of these other things as the goddess. Got to do this, got to do that, got to do something else, got to get the kids up, got to get the kids to school, got to get the kids fed, got to get to work, got to get the project done, got to get home, got to get food on the table, got to get showered, got to get to bed, got to get up and do it all again tomorrow. The goddess, But not a single person talks about the un- unimaginable stress on a human body when we don't have enough vitamin D. There's a receptor on every single cell for vitamin D. And I'm just using D as an example because the average vitamin D level in this country is medically deficient. Vitamin D is known to prevent 11 different types of cancer. That's why I pick vitamin D, and we're deficient. Like, that's the sort of stuff that, like, okay, we we focus on all of these things with stress that we're doing. We're not focused on the things that we can't see and we don't know. When you don't know that your body is deficient in vitamin D, how are you ever going to know how big of a stress that is on your system?
3: So your point is that no matter, like, even if they know they have a lot of stress, they probably have even more? Yeah. I'm just trying to break it down because, like, realistically, is someone really going to come in your office and be like, my biggest source of stress is vitamin d <laughs> no no not at all. i mean i'm just like that's probably not realistic
2: but um but but, I- but there's there's one of you but there's hundreds of trillions of cells and there's trillions upon trillions upon trillions of reactions that go on every single second that require minerals vitamins proteins like we we have to make we have to have all this stuff to make all The stress, the physiological stress, no matter how much mental and physical stress you have, the physiological stress on your body, I feel, is greater.
3: So, I mean, I'm just trying to, like, recap this to make sure that I make sense or that it makes sense to me. Um, Is that even if someone knows that they're under a lot of stress they probably have more. Or if they don't think they have a lot of stress, they just have health issues, there probably is stress because of, you know, unless they've been recently tested, they probably have nutritional deficiencies, vitamin and mineral deficiencies that are also contributing. But that's not to downplay on the fact that, you know, if you're in an environment that is constantly stressing you, be it kids, relationship, job, you know family whatever um that's going to be a
2: huge burden as far as adrenal fatigue that that's right or on
3: your adrenals in general
2: and and it it helps with when when we get the answer it helps with prioritizing cuz people start to say well i don't just have one stress i have 5 okay that's fine you can have five stresses and and people will typically rattle off those same things and that you, I just yeah said. and you
3: probably do <laughs>
2: and, and that's exactly right I mean I completely get it I'm a parent I worry about my kids all the time like I get it yep like
3: worry about patients worry about the clinic worry about you know I mean yep. like um, yeah there are tons of things that are on our minds all the time
2: yep all right we got to take another break when we get back come back we will finish up talking about this this uh, whole adrenal thyroid Relationship. You're listening to Wellness One. And welcome back to the show, everyone. While we were at break, I was asking Aaron What else topics do we need to to cover with this whole hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal axis thing? And she brought up to me that we have not talked about the cortisol steal. And I was like, oh, yeah, we really need to talk about that. Because the the concept of the cortisol steal, some of you may know, some of you may not. That's okay. The, the, The crux of this is this is how we're tying in stress to this whole axis. Um, this is one of the things that's that's vital. Now, the explanation of the cortisol steal is kind of like the adrenal fatigue thing. It's not 100% accurate, but it's close enough that I think you'll, for those of you who are unaware of what this is, you'll grasp the concept. So as we start with cholesterol, it goes through this whole process, and we, we get hormones from that, and ultimately we end up with pregnenolone. And pregnenolone is the mother hormone. And once, once we get to pregnenolone, each molecule of pregnenolone is going to get converted into something else. Now, if you can imagine a fork in the road, and one fork goes to sex hormones. So we take that molecule of pregnenolone, and we go over and we make DHEA and androstenedione and then testosterone and then estrogen and eventually out of the body. The other path, we get progesterone and cortisol. And when we are under massive amounts of stress, our body will shunt that pregnenolone over into cortisol. And the resultant explanation is cortisol steel. So what we're doing is we're taking all of this pregnenolone that could be making sex hormones... And we shunt it over and make cortisol. So it's called the cortisol steel pregnenolone shunt. We're, what we're doing is we're, we're making all of this stress hormone and not making our sex hormones. And that is a recipe for failure because as sex hormones go down, now we're not able to heal and repair the way that we're supposed to. We have all of the things that go along with not having enough sex hormones which is a laundry list of problems, way too great to go through here. But we have this excess in cortisol. And when we have this excess in cortisol, we get weight gain. We get, you know, all this extra stress. We on
3: infertility, right?
2: Infertility. We have all of these problems. Well,
3: I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and not that all infertility is going to be linked back to this. But as you talk about it, I think... How many women in their, you know, 20s and 30s are, you know, first of all, they've been raised on not the best diet probably. Um, because, Correct. you know, they were raised at a time when, you know, food is just not as nutritious. Um, what the average people. L- low,
2: low fat craze. Uh, yeah. Lots that. of sugar, high fructose corn syrup, like nobody's business. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And just the. You know, general stress that is around. You've got all of that going on, and then they're wondering why they aren't able to get pregnant.
2: Correct. It's it's a and and with that, I mean, we have to talk about it. Um, we we have all of these problems going on. We talked about you know this this thyroid issue, ninety ish or so percent of low functioning thyroid is actually autoimmune thyroid Much once you have autoimmunity un- yeah
3: most of it undiagnosed most
2: of it undiagnosed and once you have autoimmunity that's a shift in how our our immune system functions and autoimmunity is a is a different immune function than what pregnancy is if, if you think about these things as a, as a teeter-totter, it has to do with, for those of you out there that are like, okay, give us the information, TJ, because that's what you do. It, it's a, it's a, there's T helper cells. There's these T helper 1s, T helper 2s, T helper 17s, T regulatory cells, blah, 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 I'm going to spare you all the details. But if you think of this as a, as a teeter-totter, autoimmune condition is on one edge of the teeter-totter. Pregnancy is on the other if you've got to get if you're trying to get pregnant and you have autoimmune it's much more difficult because the teeter totter is balanced in the autoimmune direction making it much harder to actually become pregnant so we've seen this massive explosion in autoimmunity that coincides with this massive explosion in infertility in childbearing age women
3: And the issue is that a lot of autoimmunity is undiagnosed. So they're just diagnosed with infertility. If, by chance, they know they have autoimmunity, and I know this because I went through this, is, you know, having autoimmunity, it does not mean that you can't get pregnant. Uh, But the—and we've worked with a bunch of fertility doctors on this Mm -hmm. um, because we kind of, you know, got our foot in the door with one, and then we started working with others because the treatment— there is a treatment, and they, like, it's, you know— it's a complicated problem and there are people in the country that specialize with infertility with autoimmunity but it's much more in well I want don't want to I guess say much more involved it's very different than sending them to a functional medicine doctor giving us a little bit of time and us getting the autoimmunity under control
2: right it's, it's much it's,
3: easier on the body this way and you're healthier for pregnancy
2: right it just takes a little more time um, and and we we see this and and unfortunately, I'm not seeing a decrease in, in fertility clinics. I'm not seeing a decrease in autoimmune condition. We're only seeing more and more and more of this. This is going to become a bigger problem even 5, 10 years yeah, down the road.
3: It's increasing.
2: It's, it's going at an astronomical rate.
3: And we know that it's going to increase because just the reasons why we know it's an issue— Are increasing you know I mean like it's the problems aren't going away so it's the result of the you know a lack of nutrition the higher stress the you know nutritional deficiencies and all of those other things that we already know go along with it
2: yeah and to think someone may just think they have adrenal issues out there (laughs) <laughs> or a thyroid, or a thyroid a th- uh, that's been that's, managed. That's been managed. It's under control, because um, my doctor. Prescribed so you don't need to worry about that. Twenty five. But what else ago. do I have going on? Right, and then right.
3: we just throw a grenade on the situation.
2: Yeah, and 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 for those of you that have had that grenade thrown at you. Uh, uh, we, we do apologize but really sorry not sorry like you needed to know the information and everyone well, that... I say
3: we throw a grenade we're actually you know in the end healing well right you know in I mean end. like
2: but we have to throw the grenade to figure out where the actual problems yeah. are we have to uncover the the yeah. actual issues and a lot of people come to us afterwards and they're like okay thanks you know, this is a, that was a pain to go through but look at where I am now thank you yeah um and so it, it's all worth it in the end it's just you, have to be ready for the change. You have to be, you know, making that first step. No, we, can, we can, you know, lead a horse to water, but we can't make it drink. Yeah. You know, this is, this is what it comes down to is, you know, when you're ready, call someone, call us, call someone, get the help that, that you need because there's, there's no need to go through life thinking, well, this is as good as it's going to get because that's not true it's it's not true at all. There are so many different things that can be done to help you in your situation if you're struggling with any of these symptoms that we talked about today. Any of them. I mean, we right. we threw a bunch of them out there sprinkled throughout the sprinkled throughout the show.
3: Well, and I would take that even a step farther. You know what I always say is even if you think you're doing okay, <laughs> um I always say go and get tested because if for no other reason you have a baseline, but most likely You'll find, you know, things that are going to become a problem in the future, and you're going to be able to correct them before they become a problem.
2: Or or we just make some recommendations to make your everyday life just a little bit better, and, and then you realize, oh, gosh, I didn't know I felt bad. Like that happens too.
3: Oh, all the time when people are like I didn't know that I wasn't feeling great until I started feeling great. And it's <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah. that was not as good as it could get.
2: And ultimately, that just helps you become more in tune with your body to notice more things as they as as things start to break down as you as you get older or as you get uh, become under more stress, you start to notice things and you become more aware of changes and things as as they come at you and and you will be Faster to fix problems. Well, that's about all the time for the for today's show. Um, if you want any information, would like more information, please visit our website, inhstl.com. Uh, feel free to give us a call, 314 293 8123. Shoot us an email, info at inhstl.com. Um, I do my best to get back to everybody that sends an email. We, I, I try. Um, but yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, share our show with your friends, check out our book, Feel Better. Um, You know, we're just trying to to spread the the information and and help everyone, you know, live happier, healthier lives. So for Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. (sighs)
1: Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?